have a seat, any more kids? Simon, no, he would be crawling around a bit too much. Alrighty. I've got a prize here. Are the kids watching? I've got a prize here. Who can tell me a nice Christmas joke? You know those one-liners, those corny ones? I know what you're going to say. It's a good one, but don't say it. In a moment. You've got another one. What is it? Why can't you? Good question. Yes. What do you get if you eat tinsel? Tinselitis. Deserves a chocolate. Any of the adults have a good one-liner, Christmas one-liner? You're the ones you get in the crackers. Anyone heard a good one this year? I'll ask you in three hours. Look, I'll, I'll keep the chocolate, no problem. No, you may not change the chocolate. But now, kiddies, what's the best part of Christmas? Really? You don't like the cake and the presents? And the holidays? The holidays, what else? The raisins. Raisins. Oh, presents, sorry, presents. What's that? What else is the best part of Christmas? Yes, I know that. Monday, what's the best part of Christmas for you, buddy? Seeing family, holidays, nice food, Christmas lunch. No school. No school, there you go. Afternoon naps. When I was growing up, my granny, Granny Jane, used to make the most amazing trifle, like Granny's trifle. My sister in the UK sent me a picture last night. Look what I've made. I'm like, oh, it's not fair. But now who knows the Christmas story? Mary, Joseph, the angels, shepherds. You know what happened? Can I tell it to you guys? Do you know it? You know it. Let us pray. Amen. I'm joking. So Mary had an angel visitor. You know the story. And, she, and the angel said, you've got to have a baby. And she's like, what? I'm not married. And she's like, I know. Don't worry. God's going to make an amazing plan. The Holy Spirit will come. She goes, phew, I'm glad. But then a few months later, you know what happened? Mary's tummy started to grow. And Joseph said, hey, Bo, <laughs> are you eating too many Krispy Kremes? <laughs> did, she, did he say that? No. no. But he realized the shape was not a Krispy Kreme donut shape. And he wanted to divorce Mary. Yeah. So he had an angel visit him. And the angel said, Mary's pregnant. And he goes, I know. I saw. She's moody. She forgets things. <laughs> but the angel said, don't worry, it's from God. You must marry Mary because she's going to have an amazing child. And so they get married. The pregnancy goes on. Where do they go to have the baby? Bethlehem. They go on a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. They have the baby. Who are the first visitors to visit baby Jesus? <clears throat> Sorry. Not, yes, because I'm not telling all the details, but they, they missed the census. I don't have two hours. The first visitors were shepherds who saw angels, who told them, 
Today in Bethlehem, a Savior is born. Go and visit. And so the smelly shepherds visited Jesus, the first visitors of Jesus. How amazing. Then a few months or maybe a year or two later, the wise men came. They followed a star. Gee whiz, I thought you guys knew the story. Ooh, let's follow the star. Exactly. Because they were wise. Now, here's a trick question. How many wise men were there? We don't actually know. The Bible doesn't tell us how many there were. It says there were three gifts. Gold, frankincense, frankincense and, and myrrh. But we don't know how many wise men. We don't know. There were three gifts. Maybe there were ten. We don't know. They came to visit Jesus. Now, do you know why Jesus had to come to earth as a person? Great question. To save us. He came to rescue all people from their sin. It's the start of the Christmas story. Another question for the kiddies. Has anyone told you that if you are very good in the year, that Santa will bring you presents? Who? What? You already got presents. Oh, yeah. Who has had their teacher tell them that if you're good, Santa will bring you presents? Okay. Who had their parents tell them that if you're good, Santa, there's some theology to correct in here. I'm just saying. Not bad theology here. Santa's not real. I know. This is much harder than I thought. <laughs> Did you know that that's true? Santa's fake. But you know that God knew that we could never be good enough or do enough good things to take away our bad words, our bad attitude, our angry heart, our disobedience. God knew that we could never do enough good things to get right with him. So God made a special plan. Jesus came as a person, a real person, a human. Did you know that? A human. Do you know what that means? Yes. And when Jesus woke up in the morning, he would have had bad breath. True story. He was a real person. He would have brushed his teeth, but then he woke up with a bad breath. Jesus would have burped. <gasps> he would have made other sounds and smells, maybe, maybe. <laughs> he would have played games in the field with his friends. I don't know if there was soccer. He would have played some games. He would have had those vegetables that he never liked to eat. Whose mommy tells him to eat vegetables I don't like? See, all the hands are going up. Jesus would have had his not favorite vegetable also. Oh, shame. He would have been, Jesus would have been just like you guys as a child, except he wouldn't have punched his brother. He wouldn't have lied to his mommy. He wouldn't have stolen a sweet because he was sinless. He was perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice to sort out our sin. Do you know how God sorts out sin? Do you know how he sorts out sin? He punishes it. He kills for sin. But do you know how he did it? He took your sin and your sin and your sin and your sin and my sin and everybody's sin. He took the sin and he put it on Jesus. And then Jesus 
died on a cross, and God punished Jesus for your sin and for my sin. That's how Jesus sorts out sin. So that if we believe in him, that he's taken our punishment from us, we can be forgiven. We can get eternal life. We can become children of God. Yay. God sorts out sin in Jesus. And Jesus coming to earth, that's the reason to sort out our sin, to rescue us. And when Jesus was born with the shepherds and the angels of Mary and Joseph, that was the start of God's plan. You know when you watch a YouTube video, there's that big triangle. You press play. God was pressing play on his plan to save us. So I've got three points, children. Hold up one finger. The first point. All the children, hold up one finger. Paul, thank you. One finger. Thank you, Skylar. The first point. God has a plan. Say it after me. God has a plan. Really? Come on, you can do better. God has a plan. Good. God always has a plan. God has a plan for your life, actually. You might just think life is happening to you, but God is having a plan for your life. Who had a very difficult teacher in, in school sometime in the last couple of years? A horrible teacher. Sure. You might think that's the devil. That's just God having a plan to shape you and change you and make you better. It's not the devil. It's just God, actually. Okay. Can anyone think about a verse, a scripture of that God has a plan for us? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Come on. Good job. Good job. So what else can we learn from the Christmas story? Number one, one finger, everyone. God has a plan. My second point, hold up the other hand, two fingers. One finger on the one hand, two fingers on the other hand. God loves to speak to us. God loves to speak to us. You've got it. Come on. What's next? <laughs> how does God speak to us? Well, how did God speak to Mary and Joseph? Angels. Can God speak to us by angels? Has anybody here ever had a real angel from God speak to them? Genuinely. Okay, I haven't either. I'd love to have one. Maybe one day. How else does God speak? Dreams? How else? Through the Bible? Sorry? He can talk in our ears. We can listen, yes? Sometimes it sounds like a thought, but he's actually talking to you. God can also speak through other people. Has God ever spoken to you? God has spoken to you. How did he speak? Was it a dream? A thought? A song? Has anyone spoke? Has God ever spoken to anyone else here? He has. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Can I tell you a couple of stories of how God spoke to me? The one day I was driving to work, and sometimes I like to pray in the car on the way to work, and I was praying very hard about something, and I'm praying, God, please answer me, and I'm praying for weeks and weeks, God, please answer me. 
And as I'm going to turn, the last turning before I go to work, you know what happens? Huh? No. A taxi cut in front of me. And I was going to go like, no, I wasn't. I was right by the taxi because he cut right in front of me. And I could see everything on the back of the taxi. And there was a bumper sticker with a scripture on it. Exactly what I was praying to God. And as I saw that bumper sticker with that scripture, I felt God say, yes, Glennon, that's for you. But God could even use a bumper sticker on a taxi. But now be careful, not every bumper sticker on a taxi is God speaking. Not every sign that you see while you're driving is God speaking. Maybe you're praying, Lord, what color must I paint my lounge, the walls of my lounge? As you're driving, you pass the Woolworth truck, green to the core. <gasps> it's going to be a green lounge. Maybe God can speak like that. But not every truck is a sign from God. You got it? Another one happened this week. Briella, my daughter, a few weeks ago, she had put her favorite doll somewhere. But she got so distracted with exciting other things that she forgot where she'd put Chelsea, this doll. And then on Thursday, she comes wanting to get Chelsea out and to dress Chelsea in a new outfit. She can't find Chelsea. And she looks everywhere, all her cupboards, under her bed, under her pillow, under the cat, under the couch. She looked everywhere she could. But now, mommy and daddy know that children aren't always the best lookers. So mommy and daddy looked in every cupboard and under the cat and under the couch. Could we find Chelsea anywhere? No. Chelsea was gone. True story. 100% true. Thursday afternoon, Briella is sad. She's moping around. She doesn't want to eat food. She's tearful. She's like, where is Chelsea? What if Chelsea's missing me? What if Chelsea's on the road and a car is going to drive over her ways? She was distraught, very sad, her favorite doll missing. Friday morning comes. Kids get in the bed to cuddle. Briella's still sad. The boys run off to make waffles, I think. Flapjacks. That's what it was, flapjacks. Hey, Sean, your hair's amazing, Brie. Sorry, I've just seen it now. (laughs) Focus, sorry, sorry. Squirrel. So Canis... And Glendon and Briella are in the bed, and she's so sad. Where's Chelsea? And, we, and so Candace says, let's pray and ask God to show us where Chelsea is. And so we prayed, all three of us in the bed. And Briella said, well, God never speaks to me. And Candace is like, well, you have to listen a bit longer. So we prayed, and we all waited. And Candace saw a picture, with her eyes closed, of a green toy box, which was sitting in Ethan's room that no one had looked in yet. And so she asked, Briella, did you look at Ethan's green toy box? No, I didn't. Briella runs off downstairs. Lo and behold, screams of delight. Chelsea was found. <laughs> I didn't do it. We know you didn't do it. But, but God can speak. God loves to speak to us, even about a lost toy. How amazing is that? So amazing. Thank you, Zoe. Someone's listening. Does anyone know... How we can, because you know what, God's actually speaking a lot, more than your mom and dad talk to you about picking up your toys and clothes, okay? What's our problem? We're not very good at listening, are we? We need our ears worked on better. How can we better listen? 
How can we listen better so we can hear what God's saying? Get bigger ears, maybe, maybe. No, mine are not big, but they're big enough, thank you. How about we can take away the distractions, like TV and phones and noise and sweets? How about we read the Bible because God speaks through His words? Yeah, there's some better ways we can listen. We just need someone to walk down the passage because uh, our electricity is connected to a sensor. <laughs> you very much uh, in process. Thank you, Elvitz. Awesome. <laughs> Can anyone think of a scripture that God speaks to us? How about this one from the Psalms? Your word is a lamp to my feet. That's a cool one. Awesome. Okay, so what's the first point? Hold up one finger. God has a plan. What's the second point? God loves to speak to us. Now the third point. Hold up three toes. Good job. What's the third point? God loves to use ordinary people. You know that Mary and Joseph were ordinary people. Mary wasn't a princess. She didn't come from the royal family or marry into the royal family like some people. Joseph wasn't a famous soccer player like Messi or Mbappe or Ronaldo. He's not so famous anymore. He's done some things. But I mean, you've got to feel for Mbappe, like a hat-trick in a final and they don't win. Same. But they weren't famous people. But you, Josh, Monde, Paul, Joel, got it right, Hannah, Zoe. <laughs> you guys, you might become famous. You might become rich. You might become very important like a president. You want to be a singer. You want to be a soccer player. Awesome. Astronaut. You might be very important, but you know what? God doesn't need that to use you. All of Jesus' disciples were ordinary people. They didn't even, they didn't even finish school, most of them. They were fishermen. They smelled like fish. They smelled worse than the shepherds. And Jesus picked them. No, it's a fact. <laughs> Not an insult. But good, good job for checking. But the disciples were ordinary people, but they realized that God had a plan, that God loves to speak, and they listened to God. They obeyed God, and so they did amazing things. So Jesus can use even ordinary people. You know that Jesus can even use people who are not Christians? Did you know that? Some Christians believe, no, God can only work with Christians. That's not true. God can even use unsaved people to get his will done. You know that when Jesus was born, there was a ruler called Herod. He did a terrible thing. He didn't want a rival king. So he told, I don't know who he told, the soldiers, to kill. <laughs> he gets his distractedness from me, clearly. To kill all the boys under two. Do you think that was a godly thing or an ungodly thing? That was a terrible thing to do. But you know what happened? An angel spoke to Joseph in a dream and said, go to Egypt. Because Herod's got some bad stuff coming. And when Herod died, the angel said, go back 
home. He did. He went back home. He went back to Nazareth, not maybe his home, his hometown. (laughs) That was David's hometown, his ancestral hometown. But because of Herod, this unsaved man who did a terrible thing, a prophecy was fulfilled. What was the prophecy? Out of Egypt, I called my son. So God didn't make Herod kill the boys. Wasn't God's fault, but God used a sinful decision from an ungodly man to see his kingdom come. So friends, think about all the unsaved people that you know. Yes, God wants to save them, but God can even use them to see his kingdom come on planet earth. Because God can use ordinary people and even unsaved people. And you know what? God wants to use all of you kiddies, astronauts, singers, book illustrators, engineers, to do a whole bunch of stuff. Number one, to make the world a better place. We need engineers to build better machines and engines and whatever else engineers do. (laughs) Scientists too. They need accountants. Who wants to be an accountant? Who is an accountant? Anyone? No, accountants here. That's very odd. We need good accountants who will... (laughs) Do taxes properly and stop corruption. (laughs) That's the point of accountants in my mind. We need teachers. Who wants to be a teacher? Who is a teacher? We need teachers to teach kids properly and godly things. We need doctors. Who's a doctor? Anyone here a doctor? Ian's a doctor of history, not a doctor of medicine. (laughs) We need doctors. You want to be a doctor? Amazing, Hannah. We need doctors to heal people with their medicine. You want to be a doctor as well? Come on, buddy. That's awesome. We need lawyers to fight for injustice. We need IT people to make sure the Wi-Fi stays on while we're watching Netflix. I'm kidding, but IT people are important (laughs) as well. So God wants to use us to make a better place. And while we're doing all that stuff, the doctoring, the astronauting, the book illustrating, the engineering, the teaching, the scientisting, while we're doing all that stuff and making God's world a better place, God wants us to share his love with other people. He wants, to tell, he wants us to tell them how much he loves them and his grace and his rescue, this amazing plan that he has to rescue us. <laughs> you know what, children and Finley, you know what, God picked you. God chose you. You're not an accident. There's a verse in John 15 where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, ah, you thought you chose to follow me. Uh Uh-uh. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. He wants us to bear fruit. So the most important question is, are you going to be an apple tree or a pear tree or a banana tree? (laughs) What kind of, what's your favorite fruit? Pineapple, peach, strawberry, peach, peach, huh? Strawberry, orange. Now, if God chose you to be an orange or a peach or a pineapple, do you know that pineapples hang out with other pineapples? Do you know that? They're like friends. Joel is laughing. This is hilarious. 
So God's going to use the pineapples to reach other pineapples. Don't try and be an apple if God's made you to be a pineapple or an art apple. <laughs> what other apples are there in Africa? <laughs> no. <laughs> God chose you to go and make a difference on planet Earth. Can anyone think of a verse that says that God wants to use us to reach other people? Go into all the world and make fruit salad of what? No. Go, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Can you remember the first point? God's got a plan. What's the second point? And what's the third point? God loves to use ordinary people. Ordinary. Can we pray? Yes. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you have a plan. We look at this Christmas story as dramatic, as romanticized as it is, and we see, Lord, that all along you had a plan to rescue mankind. We are so grateful, Lord, that it's not haphazard, you haven't left anything to chance, and that you have a plan for our lives. Thank you, Jesus, that we're not drifting through time. Thank you, Lord, that you love to speak to us. And I pray, Father, for every single person here that you would speak to us over this Christmas time. Remind us of your love. Remind us of your plan. Remind us of who you are and what you've done for us. And we pray, Lord, help us to listen better. Help us to set aside time to be quiet and patient and wait, to read your word, to spend time in prayer, to hear you through nature, through creation, through other people. Lord, I pray, speak to us so we would know which way to go. And thank you, Father, that you will use every single person, even smelly fishermen like Peter and James and John, even the shepherds, Lord, even every one of us, Lord, who are imperfect, a work in progress, Lord, you delight to use ordinary people. Because you say, Lord, that we don't have to be perfect before we come to you. But in the process of coming to you, you start to make us perfect. Thank you, Lord, that you are cleaning us up, you're rescuing us, you're sanctifying us, and that, Lord, we can bring you glory as we live out our lives, following your plan, listening to your voice, knowing that you want to use every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm still looking for a good joke from the adults. You've got a good, no, but you've got a chocolate already. Any jokes from the adults? Really? This is sad. What did Adam say on the 24th of December? Merry Christmas, Eve. I'll keep it, thanks. Go give that to anyone, Joel. Go give that to anyone. Hannah, can you go and give this to anyone? Go give that to anyone. <laughs> My name is anyone. Wandy, can you go give this to anyone? Why am I doing this? You want to eat it rather, hey? Josh, can you go give this to anyone? Because Jesus says it's better to give than receive.
Oh, giving it to his mommy. That's sweet. Children, thank you very much. Give yourselves a hand. Well done, children. Good job. Can, we, can I hear it afterwards? Thanks, buddy. Guys, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for enduring the kids' sermon. I trust you got something out of it. I'm sure you did. God's Word can speak to anyone, hey? Are you putting the three points up? No, not. Awesome. Have an amazing Christmas. Enjoy the food, the family, the holiday, the presents, the rest, whatever you like to do best. If you're traveling, travel safe. Thank you for being the first ever church service in this venue. We look forward to many, many more. We will see you not on the 1st, on the 8th of January, 9 o'clock. If you want good parking, be here very early because you get the underground parking. Ooh, awesome. Honestly, people, friends, people, have a great Christmas. Be blessed and enjoy your break. Amen.